0: Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. Hey, everybody. There are a ton of ways that you can follow us online. We've got our website, realnerdspodcast.com, that you can go to and you can read articles and find the podcast episodes there as well. If you like social media, you can follow us on Facebook at realnerdspodcast or on Twitter and Instagram at realnerds. You can also call us anytime and leave a voicemail
1: at 6 nerds 5 and then we'll play your voicemail on the show. Thanks for listening. I hope you like us. Hi, this is Dave Callahan, creator of Jean-Claude Van Johnson.
2: And this is Peter Atencio, the director of Jean-Claude Van Johnson, and you're listening to The Real Nerds Podcast.
3: This is Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Pop Culture Con 2020 and beyond. I am sick and I am Ryan. I'm with
1: Brad and Zach and, and,
3: chickens. and chickens. And every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we saw Gretel and Hansel. And I did you know that we're one of the ten top ten nerdtastic podcasts in Denver as voted on by Denver Westward?
0: You tell us every week. I know, it's because we're awesome. We are. I
3: went to China and I came back. I think that's why I'm sick. I'm cool, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go in any movie theaters in there, did you?
3: Ah, uh, no. So it's weird. Like I actually just have like all this sinus pressure, <laughs> and I, I mean I feel fine. But then every once in a while, if I talk a well, while, then uh, my voice is all over the place. And
1: oh yeah. god, you get me sick. I'm already feeling. What are talking like about a... Brad. <laughs> oh, god, gross. <laughs>
3: oh, here's my mucus. <laughs> I, you I know, thought I... the
1: coronavirus was from drinking too many Coronas. What? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love beer. <laughs> Ooh.
3: Ah, man, it's been a it's been a minute since I've been here. I usually don't miss back to back weeks.
0: Yeah, well we were able to partially take care of it.
1: I'm now like fifteen <laughs> weeks away from eclipsing your all time appearance record on nice. the show. So
0: nice, so I gotta make sure that
3: uh I schedule it where you can't do it and me and Zach record it and send it to you. That'd be mm. awesome. Yeah.
0: No <laughs> one's breaking my streak though, I don't think. <laughs> we'll start recording on Wednesdays. <laughs>
1: Brad can't make it.
3: Yep. Perfect.
0: Um,
3: but remember, no, I, I felt bad. I had to arrest somebody, and I wasn't able to you know, contribute to the uh, Robert Downey Jr. movie that I made you guys go see.
0: Yeah. Well, <sighs> will you talk about <laughs> yeah. it in what we've been watching? Because like, we do want to hear your thoughts. I, I will be talking about it in what we've been watching. Lovely.
3: But yeah, we talk about what we've been watching, movies that are coming out, movie news. Um, yeah, we do movies. We do movies. I've been watching a lot of Modern (laughs) (laughs) Family, though. For some reason, my wife's been wanting to hang out with me. It's really weird. I know. (laughs) She divorced you yet? I know. That's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) It's as if she loves you or something. I I would
1: have left you years ago. (laughs) That's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) I know. That's what I'm trying to tell you.
1: Uh, you (laughs) I wouldn't even fight for the kid. I'd just uh, get away from you as fast (laughs) as I can. (laughs) There's Um, this old
3: Saturday Night Live (laughs) skit with um, the Gap girls. It's Adam Sandler, David Spade, (laughs) and Chris Farley. And Alec Baldwin is there, and he's dating all of them. And that's what he says the whole time. Uh, he's talking to David Spade and uh, David Spade says, but I don't I think I Bowen says, yeah, I, t- I tore my jacket. And he, she said, but it's fixed. I know. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I sewed it. And, and so everything he said, it's really old. You know, you can, the Saturday Night Live uh, app is great because it's free and you can download it and you just like type in Adam Sandler, Farley, um, Will Ferrell, and it'll bring up probably a hundred skits from them. You don't have to watch all the crappy ones with the dude who's married to Kobe Smolders and
0: things like that. <laughs> There's only one that I would want to search. Gumby, damn it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's there.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. I love that Kylo Ren sketch from last week. Oh, yeah. The revisited oh, yeah. Undercover <laughs> Boss thing.
0: Yeah, the Kylo Ren stuff is awesome. Did you watch uh, any Murphy's comeback for it? Uh, my wife did. She thought it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I liked how they uh, were able to incorporate Mr. Robinson's neighborhood into a modern context. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Good stuff. Yeah. You know, you know, sometimes Saturday Night Live is funny.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know. the moments. Yeah.
1: you got to write like six or seven new sketches like 20 weeks out of the year, 15. Yeah. yeah. The rest are kind of repeats. They can't they... all be gold. No,
0: but they yeah. do their best considering that they've been around as long as they have and they manage to pop up um, a gem every so often is pretty Yeah, I mean, they can't all
3: be great, and, uh, but the ones that really work um, are really awesome because it, when they all hit their stride because uh, most of the people on there are really talented performers except for the guy who married Colby Smulders and I don't know like, what's his name Taron Gillian something like that Killiam. Taron Killian yeah I don't think he's funny hmm. and then you know I wanted to watch that killing uh, Gunther movie because Schwarzenegger's in it I'm like man Schwarzenegger's really not in this movie yeah but I got to put up with Terry Gill Taron Gillian Kill, Killiam,
0: I I not scare him. Terry Gilliam is that's an Animator Taron right. Killiam. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Anyways, enough <laughs> of me shitting on him. His wife is awesome though. She's funny, beautiful. The I Marvel always love I I was um, uh,
0: she goes to the mall.
3: Yeah, <laughs> she goes to the mall and she has a robot friend. I, I my wife has been wanting to hang out with me. You know, usually my. Wife has her own kind of thing she does at night, but she's been wanting to watch Modern Families. So I've been watching a lot of Modern Family, but hmm. um, yeah, I, I was just I was thinking because I've been watching uh, some superhero movies and uh, Civil War was on, and it just happened to be at the part where uh, Cap and Falcon are fighting Bucky on the Helicarrier, and I mean, Maria Hill is just shoots people and kills them. And I always think I always think back to in in the DC movies how everyone gets all mad that Superman like killed Zod and stuff. He said, man, they're in Iron Man three Iron Man like blasts a hole through some dude's chest <laughs> and I, it's I mean I don't care I just think it's it's interesting uh, the, hypocrisy of yeah, it. the hypocrisy yeah the mm. hypocrisy I don't know if because everyone assumes DC's more family friendly but Batman isn't really family friendly
1: it's, it's more of the well for Superman specifically they're like he's such a boy scout like mm. He would never snap anyone's neck, even the villain, but it's like... who's trying to kill people. Uh, what but, are you going to do in that situation otherwise? And yeah. aren't there comics that kind of take
0: away that facade over time? So, oh, yeah. You know, I I'm mean, just assuming. I mean, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm not.
3: Write a good Superman comic. You're a great writer. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you are under lots of constraints. Yep. Anyways, that's what we do. Right Movie on. do! Wait, let's go around town with Brad.
0: Hey, film buddies. Follow me around Denver. haven't done the show in two
3: weeks
1: uh this week the midnight at the esquire is the rock
3: oh that's new Did they ever show that they show that before i don't think so that's awesome yeah
1: uh um, let's get out of
3: this prison <laughs> <laughs> they
1: haven't seen it in a while so i'll go check that out
3: yeah i haven't seen that in a long time yeah. That is a cool movie though it's not like it's lot like con air for me where they're not great movies but they're hella they're a lot of fun to watch it's yeah.
0: it's a michael bay movie that's I don't want to say intelligent. It's well, just... Michael Bay knows how to direct. I, oh yeah. He knows no, how he, to direct. He knows how to direct. It's just no story wise, it's like the yeah, nice. story for the rock is compelling yeah. and it works. Um
1: Hey, it's in the Criterion collection, so it must be right. good. Yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> argue
0: with Criterion. Yeah. Awful Truth, Armageddon. They <laughs> <Yeah>, have great taste. <laughs> yep. Robocop. Actually Robocop does deserve to be there. So. <laughs> is Robocop the Criterion? Well, it was back in the D V D era. Oh, okay. yeah.
1: They didn't keep the license. Um, well I mean you don't someday. need
3: to if you you should pick up the, the arrow's arrow. good. I really need to start posting my I've written so many articles for uh my favorite Blu rays from last year. But every time I go to put one, Corinne posts another fucking British shit on there. <laughs> yep. So it, I keep on forgetting to. So I should put it's it's on one of my favorite Blu rays from last year because it is packed. Mm-hmm. I think it took me like two days to get through all the special features.
0: <laughs> Hold up in your house. <laughs> Just looking yeah. through everything RoboCop related. Well,
3: it's well, you know, the cool thing about special features is you can watch a few, and then you go to work, and then you come back and watch the other interviews. And Arrow does an awesome job with their stuff, and their transfers are always really great. Yeah, American Werewolf in London uh, is, will be on there as well, and it's the transfer is almost four K quality. It's it's amazing.
0: And um, if you watch enough stuff on RoboCop, do you yourself become a RoboCop? I wish. That'd be awesome. I want a
3: gun to come out of my leg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that RoboCop menu alone was like, did I get a 4K TV and not? <laughs> right. <laughs> it looks so good.
3: It, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I could say dead or alive, you're coming with me. I just waste people.
0: I just thought of Ryan as a Robocop. Your move, creep. Also, did you see the awful truth? <laughs> it's a classic. I, I, I laugh
3: because uh, when I was watching Robocop just recently, um, I forgot how much tonally is the same as Starship Troopers. You know that's the well,
1: Paul Verhoeven movies. Yeah,
3: that's what I mean. Like you could see his flourishes because you know in um, Robocop they use the newscast as kind of like the satire, and in then the, in the
1: advertisements, like
0: I'd buy that for a yeah. dollar. Yeah,
3: in Starship Troopers, it's want to learn more.
0: <laughs> it's like recruitment <laughs> videos <and laughs> Starship Troopers is a great movie too It is It's fun It's a great movie The sequels Not so much I like I wish he made more movies Because I want to see gore like that again He Well he makes movies He just doesn't make those kind of movies I know, anymore I so I'm saying I want to make those kind of movies Did you see L at all? The one that he did with uh, Isabelle Huppert? No You might like it
1: Yeah
3: Is there people getting shot And their brains exploding?
1: No Oh,
0: well, then I
3: want to see that's what That's what I want from Paul Vera. Are
1: there people getting melted by toxic waste? That, that's what I want to see. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, there's. that's definitely not now.
3: I know I keep on waiting uh, uh, for the dude who plays the bad guy in RoboCop to say dumbass in it,
0: but he
1: doesn't. <laughs> what, are you a smart guy? <laughs> Thinking out run a bullet? Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches leave. <laughs> okay. Yep, good stuff. Yep. And that's what's going on around town.
3: Nice. I don't think Corinne says anything. I looked.
1: Well, she probably doesn't know we're recording on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, she probably doesn't. <laughs> It'll come tonight.
3: <laughs> yeah. And we'll be like, oh, sorry, Corinne. Guess we'll have to learn about your British love affair. I, I did let her borrow Punch Drunk Love. I'm interested. Did she talk about it? I haven't yeah.
0: listened. I did not listen to the show.
1: It was one of the last two, right?
0: Um, Punch Drunk Love was like two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, she I talked about say, it. Yeah. She did not enjoy it. She yeah. didn't enjoy it, but. She should, because it's awesome. It's, it is. It,
3: it is also weird.
0: Yeah, she she said like Adam Sandler's great, and it. it's just like she just like the story was a little off for her or something. But like that's kind of Paul Thomas Anderson oh, yeah, I mean, style. So
3: I love how it ends. I yeah. want you say that's that mattress man. <laughs> I don't remember that movie at all. Get
2: your fucking ass out of here! Uh, what did I tell you?
1: That's, that's a cri- that. <laughs> I need that. Cr- I need that criteria. It's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah.
0: Anyway,
3: hey. You movie news
0: it's real news movie L- tone <laughs> live
3: from hollywood
0: <laughs> uh, we'll start with the most important news of the week which is that uh the robert langdon tv series has gotten a pilot order so everybody can get excited for more crazy Adventures with Robert Langdon I'm the only one who cares Um, I like Tom Hanks Yeah, he won't be in the show (laughs) They won't be able to get him Yeah, he's busy doing the bosom buddies Yeah, that would (laughs) Don't tempt me with something that could be awesome And also terrible at the same time Um, Dan Trachtenberg uh, From 10 Cloverfield Lane um, He Formerly of the Uncharted movie yeah, he's got a movie that he's brought over to Lionsgate that's going to be coming out called Mother. I'd L- Mother I'd like to kill, A.K. Milk. Uh, so it's a horror film, I guess, and it's going to be with uh, Lionsgate. So nice. yeah, that'll be our new Dan Trachtenberg uh, coming around the bend. Um, <laughs> And this is uh it's it's not so much news so much as a wish that I hope gets fulfilled is that uh Paul Rubens wants the Safety Brothers to make a dark Pee-wee Herman movie and uh his idea for Pee-wee is that he <laughs> suffers from alcoholism and gets thrown into a mental ward so nice. I would be down for that if he was able to pull that off be interesting how yeah. they were able to do it Um uh this is actually uh so, filming on film...
3: But he's also... He already has, like, a dark
0: element to his stuff. Yeah, I it's, mean, always, it's always there.
3: I, I, the It's played for laughs, but when he's dressed up as a woman with the escaped convict, mm-hmm. it's pretty dark.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you so see one of those tags on the mattresses. Well, I ripped cut, it off. Cut one of them off. Even the large... I mean, it's it's kind of like Tim burton dark, <laughs> yeah. but the large March situation, oh, you yeah, know? Nice. Um, and, of course, Andy... Andy! Mm-hmm. Um... So, uh, whether you film on film or digital doesn't matter. It's all making movies. Uh, but it's fun to note that, uh, Kodak has struck a new deal with the major studios. So for the next, uh, f- uh, foreseeable future, uh, undisclosed amounts of motion picture celluloid and the, um, and such will be provided to the studios to encourage filming on film. So, nice. uh, so nice for Kodak and uh, the studios to strike that deal so that that format can continue. Um, it costs a lot too. Um, you guys remember the Green Hornet with Seth Rogen? Yeah, it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie, right? Yeah. Uh we're getting another reboot of the Green Hornet. <laughs> um and uh it looks like uh Amazia Entertainment has won the rights to a new Green Hornet movie. Um and uh it yeah, so I mean, I'm <laughs> What was that? <laughs> don't stop the show. Yeah. i see fuck see around that. over here. Um, <laughs> wow, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked that Green Hornet with Seth Rogen, yeah, but um, if they were able to do something, I don't want to say nolan with it, but if they were able to go a different direction with it that's not comedy, that would be interesting, because yeah. the the Seth Rogen one is kind of a continuation of what it was with uh, the TV show with Bruce Lee and Van Johnson. So, um, But anyway... Um, this is my this is this is the actual best news of the week. Uh, Kobe so, Bryant
3: death. That's fucked up, dude. No, no, <laughs> no,
0: no, no. no. Um, the we all know about the thing from another world, and then John Carpenter's The Thing, and then the Thing prequel to the John Carpenter's The Thing. There's a lot of things out there. Uh, Universal and Blumhouse are going to be remaking the thing, but it's going to be based on the extended version. Uh, That was recently unearthed Of uh, John W. Campbell Jr.'s Novella who goes there So the extended version um, uh, Is called Frozen Hell so they're going To create a remake Inspired directly from that source Material so it may not Reflect the Carpenter vision Or even the um, Prequel vision So it might be interesting to see how they are able To adapt um, that story Again Um, if you haven't seen a adaptation of it recently, watch The Hateful Eight. It's kind of like the thing in certain ways. Um, and then the last piece of news is I didn't watch it, but uh, we've got a trailer for F9. Um, it's the story of a key on your computer. No, it's it's Fast and Furious 9.
3: But that's the actual name of the movie, F9, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, I, I sure. I they Have they run out of ways to title these movies at this point?
3: Probably. Or? And it's so... Hobbs and Shaw was really fun yeah. because it knew what it was. Like, hey, these dudes are just fighting. Yeah. And they have this um uh, there's a trap that the Fast and Furious movie of movies have fallen into where they and um not taking away from Justin Lin, but I mean he's a good director, but they do this um like I already knew in the trailer when they're talking about John Cena, I'm like, Oh, he's probably fucking dumbass's brother. And they do this huge reveal where it's this Michael Bay swooping camera like hero shot. And he says, you know, he's your brother. And then it's Vin Diesel looking down and then looks up really slowly. What? And then Han's alive. What?
0: Yeah, the Han's alive thing is something I've only heard of. Cause I, like I said, I didn't see the trailer, but I'm just like, so are we just retconning every death in this series?
3: Well, I'm sure they're going to show a scene where uh, Jason Statham walks up and then he moves his gun slightly to the right or something. Because you never actually see him die on camera.
0: <laughs> one day you'll have to repay
3: me. <laughs> They're saying, Man, we made a hero out of one of the villains in this mo- in this movie that's franchise. What,
0: that's that's what they do every time. Like they turn Luke Evans technically into a hero in the eighth one. Yeah. Because they and they redeemed him, guys. They mm-hmm. redeemed him. Uh I do I do like Hobbs and Shaw. I know that it's it yeah, I like the rock's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's a shame he won't be in this new one. Yeah. So I'll have a rock. He made with. his own. Yeah, he did. And it was nice. I think he'll be alright. And that's news, unless I missed anything.
3: Uh, Hey, movies are coming out.
0: DVD releases and Blu rays. Where where are they coming out?
3: On Blu ray? Blu ray? 4K? Okay. Streaming?
0: Just wanted to make sure. VOD? Amazon Prime? I'm having them directed, uh, injected right into my head. (laughs) Uh, Matrix style. Yeah. (laughs) I know Dr. Sleep. Show me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, Dr. Sleep is coming out on Blu ray and 4K. Uh, along with a steelbook that I think looks pretty neat. Um, And you will also get the director's cut of that film, which adds another, I think, 30 minutes, so it's going to be a three-hour movie. So I'm down with that. Um, Brad, did
3: you like Doctor Sleep? I didn't see it. Neither did I. I
0: I think you'd like it because it uh, is... uh, Well, I like it as much as the Simpsons adaptation of The Shining. No, but (laughs) I think Doctor Sleep is a situation where... You, it does. It, Kubrick's film isn't uh, is more of a setting than a uh, than a plot uh, point. So it's not. You might just be more interested in it. I don't know how to describe it. You you just if you see it, let me know what you think. Yeah, um, red box here I come. I mean, I know that your favorite version of The Shining may now be the Brian Cranston Mountain Dew commercial. So. Um, but uh anyway, and also we're getting the director's cut of the House that Jack built, um, from twenty eighteen. Um, I don't know if that's a reissue or not. It seems like that would have already come out.
3: But uh wasn't there any problem with that movie being released?
0: Yeah, it, the problem was is it's the movie The House that Jack built. That was what I heard the issue was. But um anyway, Large Ventrier, he's got an audience. Um I'm not one of them. Uh makes good movies though. I just don't like his movies. I just I can acknowledge Wait, that he, I can acknowledge that he makes good stuff. I just don't like it. Um, except for maybe Melancholia, I like Melancholia enough. Um, Boys in the Hood is getting a 4K release, so you can check out John Singleton's uh, uh film that got him a uh, nomination for Best Director in. He's a nice the 90s, guy. Yeah, was was yes,
3: but yeah, I, he was in that uh, the movies that Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg produced for CNN, and he was really, interviewed. Yeah, he's really good. in it.
0: Ooh. It sounds really to, good, in it? I still need to watch it. Uh, Kino Lobor is putting out uh, a couple films from Ryan's favorite director, Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're putting out Summer of Sam, Clockers, Crooklyn, "Mo Better Blues, and Jungle Fever. So you can check all those out. Um, uh, Summer of Sam is actually really, really wonderful, and I like Clockers. Um, the Nightingale from the director of The Babadook is coming out to Blu-ray. Uh, so you can check that out. I still haven't seen it. Ryan, have you? No, seen it. It didn't come to Denver, it, did it? It did.
3: It was at the Alamo for like a few days. Oh, okay. but I, I think it's one of those. I, I've read a lot of about it. It's very divisive. Mm. Some people like it. Some people think it's horrible. And everyone says it's really hard to watch.
0: Okay. Well, I will check it out because I liked the Babadook a lot. Um, uh, on Blu-ray only, it looks like we're getting Last Christmas, the Amelia Clark Henry Harry Golding movie. So uh, you all can check that out if you'd like. Um, is
3: something tickling your fancy yet, Brad? Nope. You, the last <laughs> Christmas isn't. No. What about as when Zach said last Christmas you went?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, yes. We, you can check them all out. That's yeah. what the point of the segment is. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, it's just a tick that I do. I'm sorry. I will stop it. Um, Scorpion Releasing is putting out Fraternity Vacation. Uh, looks like a uh a, a, a an eighties boob comedy. Yes. Um, Fraternity men Mother and Joe have set their sights on a sun-soaked bikini fest down Palm Springs Way. See, they're, that's
3: they're, if you want to get noise, you've got to make movies like that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> They're just hoping that Wendell, the ultimate <laughs> nerd whose father is paving, paying for the trip, won't spoil the fun. It's really... so, so see, it's about a nerd who ruins popular guy's time. It's
1: really hard to cons- convince people to wear a bikini in Colorado.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: shoot in the summer. It's
0: supposed to be like 67 today. Make a ski comedy, but with bikinis. Yeah.
3: And we'll call it bikini snow, Mountain bunnies. Bunnies.
0: Bikini, snow Bunnies. Snow Bunnies.
3: Do normal dudes try
0: to inf- infiltrate the bikini snow bunny downhill. Here's what you do. You make snow bunnies, you make Bikini Mountain, and you see which one succeeds at the box office. <laughs> Basically the same movie. Well,
3: my snow bunnies would be killer rabbits
0: in the snow. Oh, <laughs> I like that idea a
1: lot. The U.S. Women's Ski Team is having an all-bikini weekend at Copper Mountain. And it's up to these two knuckleheads to infiltrate. The only way we're going to get laid is if we put on bikinis and go to the mountain ourselves and pretend we're the women. I like where your
3: head's at. So it's
0: like some like a hot meets boobs.
3: And then there'll be like a montage of us getting waxed and trying on wigs and stuff. Oh, dude, money. To uh, that 180 songs.
2: What you want
0: <laughs> Oh, okay That's You've good. never
2: looked better, Ryan yeah. <laughs> You make my dream come, come true, true. <laughs> dude, 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 dude.
1: Um, They thought they were going to fall in love With the girls in the ski team But they actually fell in love with the, themselves, <laughs> themselves.
0: <laughs> Oh, so it has a positive message at the end Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all we the... needed
1: was each other all along <laughs>
0: <laughs> Aww uh, <laughs> And then um, on only on Blu-ray, The Good Liar, uh, the new Bill Condon movie with Helen Mirren and McKellen. I didn't see it. Did anybody here see it? Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, I, I think Corinne to. did. Yeah.
0: I want to check it out. Uh, and then a movie called Rabid from 2019, which the I oh,
3: No, that's uh, the Skosa Sisters. Oh, rebooted. the other one. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah uh, but it's to coming to out from that. Shout Factory. I haven't seen it. So we'll check that. It was the Alamo a little
1: bit. Yeah. Missed it.
0: Uh, And then a movie Ryan did see playing with fire coming out only on Blu-ray, the firefighter movie.
3: Yeah. So, guys, in this movie, okay, John Cena finds these kids, and someone can't get them for 24 hours. What's going to happen when these kids are set loose in the fire? (laughs) It's actually – there are some really funny moments in it.
0: Uh and then Arrow's putting out a movie called Brain Damage from nineteen
3: eighty eight. Uh it's a re release. I have I have that one already.
0: Oh it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's really weird. Never mind then. You can, you can borrow
3: if you want it's crazy like Bride of re- Reanimator Reanimator style movie.
0: <sighs> that's that's it's my... this
3: brain that talks to this guy. It's weird.
0: That uh, Bride of Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator are my double feature tonight. So um you'll hear from me about that next week. Um uh, so Kino Loberg's putting out a movie called The Oscar, and this is an interesting movie. It's What's about— Was it Stallone? No, no. no. <laughs> this is from 66. Uh, Joseph E. Levine produced it. It's a movie about trying to get an Oscar. And guess what, guys? It was nominated for an Oscar back then. So, you want to check that out? Uh, that little piece of meta.
1: The Academy nominated a movie about the yeah. movie industry. What? Yeah, yeah, it's it's as if so though weird.
0: it's as if though this is all rigged. Um, and then, last but not least, guys, Dragonheart: Vengeance is coming out on Blu-ray. Two buddies hatch a plan <laughs> to make a movie. <laughs>
3: and uh, speaking of hatching, a dragon is involved. <laughs> what does they try to? <laughs> I, Quit I, it, Dragonheart. We were in the mall. You need to <laughs> pretend like you're a dog. <laughs> and oh. then it goes behind a dog, and it like coughs, and a little fire comes out, and the dog's like. Hey, Oh, dude, we could write movies all day. And long. then the
1: Academy gets wind of it, and they nominate it for <laughs> <laughs> Best Picture. Yeah,
3: Best Costume Design.
1: Um, I would tell you
0: what the synopsis for No uh, for Dragonheart Vengeance is, except there is no synopsis for
1: Dragonheart Vengeance. So, how many Dragonhearts are there? I am assuming. I mean, obviously, sounds uh, like five by now.
3: I, obviously, Sean Connery was lying to us because it was not the last one.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I am the last one. <laughs> Sean
1: Connery, noted liar. <laughs>
0: Um <laughs> one of my favorite bits is when um I don't know who selected Dragonheart on their film explosion list for the year it came out but after Sounds the like something James would do two <laughs> friends team up to expose Sean Connery as a liar <laughs> but, I'm not a liar the la- the well, after the trailer the man dog after the trailer played Ryan goes I'm not going to stop till every one of you is dead and then Ryan uh, Brad just jumps in I am the last one <laughs> it's one of my favorite film explosion moments but anyway that's Blu-rays
1: then he's not the last one because he's also a Highlander. Yeah. Then he also oh, did that right. weird Scottish animated movie. So
0: he's lied a lot of times. Yeah. Sean Connery's not great. Is he dead? No, he's, he's alive.
3: alive. Or is he? Maybe that's the greatest lie he's ever told that make people believe that he was real.
0: That's shit, Ryan. You figured out Remember my every stunt. movie
3: that has the devil in it? That's what people say. Yeah. Mm. End of days. Stigmata. Yeah.
0: Stigmata. Wow. Yeah, I can pull. I can pull horror movies
3: from anywhere. Is Do you like advocate? Stigmata?
0: No, that's nah, that's what I'm, I'm hoping. It came out
3: uh, from a lot Scream. of devil
1: movies in the late nineties. Yeah, 90s.
3: yeah I, it came out on Scream Factory, and I didn't get it, and mm-hmm. um, now they don't have the license anymore, so it's out of print.
0: Well, but. Are you sad by that? No, I, I, I never bought it because I didn't care. Two yeah. friends
1: get together to combat the devil.
2: <laughs> hey,
0: get out of here, devil.
1: I've got a great deal for you guys.
3: <laughs> mm,
1: anyway, that's
0: the donut.
1: <laughs> You can take this delicious donut or you can go on a all-expense-paid weekend trip to the mountains
0: <laughs>
1: and watch Bikini-Clad Models. <laughs> So you like donuts. We'll have all the donuts you can
0: eat. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Maybe my
3: my favorite, like, visual gag ever in The Simpsons is Homer constantly eating donuts. <laughs> he has a smile on his face, and the demon's like, "I don't, I don't understand." <laughs> <laughs> so odd. He should be going mad by now.
0: <laughs> more, uh,
3: more. Uh, I've been watching a lot of The Simpsons on Disney Plus because you can watch the great ones. Ah, oh,
1: brag. You, well, you've Look who the has first 10 Disney seasons, Plus.
3: Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have them on DVD if I want to watch them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but sometimes when, you know.
0: I can't remember. Does Flanders as Flanders the devil does say, like, hi, diddly ho, I'm the devil. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> plus, uh, there's a remaster. The DVDs aren't. Yeah. Right? No, the DVDs aren't. They still look Well, okay. Disney Plus.
3: Yeah, well, Disney Plus are in widescreen, too. It's free make people mad because they change the aspect ratio. They're
1: cropped wrong, but at least they're still, like, oh, yeah, not fuzzy. No, they look great. Yeah.
3: They look great.
0: Oh, my God, you killed Zombie Flanders. He was a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't look if you invite him in,
3: Mr. Simpson. Idly hey, <laughs> <laughs> <You> Get lost. <laughs> Doodly doo.
0: <laughs> Is that
3: so? Oh, Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you come over to my kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love that shit. Anyways. We watch movies throughout the week in a segment I call What We've Been Watching.
0: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
3: I wanted to call it What We Do in the Shadows, but someone beat me to it. Yeah. It they did really good with it, too. Yeah. Besides talking about movies. Brad, what'd you watch this week?
1: Oh, wow. Um, so last week I forgot to talk about um, uh, I started watching Picard because that's finally able to watch and uh i didn't want to talk about the first episode though because it's very much just like welcome back to the universe and then at the very end you're like here now we're going to start the plot so the second episode came out on thursday and i'm still a little like like it's good but there's some bad dialogue moments and uh like they don't dream hard enough as far as technology goes like at one point uh they're in this borg uh ship artifact and the, uh, you know, the camera does a sweep. And there, I swear, there's like a sign on um, a railing that says like X number of days without incident. Like it's a factory. But it's like written in chalk. Like mm. you think it would be digital. digital? <laughs> um, and then Picard has to go to Starfleet to go get his command reinstated. Um, and so he, he walks into something that's basically like the L.A. LA Convention Center entrance. If you've ever been there. Um, there's a guy at the at the desk, and he has, you know, it's it's a modern, like uh, like another in, in another place in the show, like people like they have iPads without the framing, like it's just like this this floating display, mm-hmm. but this attendant has a computer screen, and like Picard has to prove who he is and then get a com badge that says visitor on it. I'm like, I feel like at Picard's technology level, you could just walk through the door and just say like, welcome Picard. <laughs> yeah. And he could go straight to where he needs to go. Hmm. So I don't know. It's, it seems like some of the scenes are contrived. There's also, um, like the, like the Romulan conspirators have a very, here's my evil plan scheme. <laughs> um, so that was, I don't yeah, know. Uh, It's, it's finding his feet, but overall, like it's great to see Patrick Stewart back. I and, think
3: variety isn't very down with it. They don't like it very much.
1: Yeah. It's, but again, like, Star Trek series aren't their best until, like, the third season anyway, so...
3: Well, that too, and it's he's been gone for a while, so maybe once... How many episodes is this season?
1: I don't know. Uh, Discovery is about 13 or 14, so it's i imagine the same.
3: same. And it's been on for three? Or is it two only? Discovery? No, no. Uh, Picard's Picard, only been on two for episodes. two. episodes. Yeah. So maybe once they get their feet going. yeah, kind Because, I mean, if the first episode's reintroducing you, it'll probably yeah. take them a couple episodes to get going. Yeah.
1: And some of the, like, situations... It almost feels like Patrick Stewart's not in the room when people are... Like the camera reverses and they're responding. Sometimes it feels like I don't know if the eye lines off or mm. um, he wasn't there the whole time. I mean, he's like what 78 years old, so <laughs> I can imagine them being like, "Okay, you're done for the day. We'll just do the rest without you." <laughs> Thank you. Elderly <laughs> labor loss. Yeah, but uh, so a couple, of, but but you know, it's it's the like second episode. We'll see where it goes. Like, um, I think I talked. I didn't talk about like I watched all of Discovery season two last week. And that was like way more interesting than season one. Like a lot more fast paced and um you know, the they really just focus in on one thing. Whereas the first season there's they're you know, they're introducing everybody and there's kind of some of the episodes aren't serialized, they're kinda of one offs. Um but Discovery is kinda this one thing straight through, so, so uh
3: sell me on C B S all access, <laughs> besides Star Trek, what, what does it offer? <laughs>
0: Twilight Zone.
1: Um a lot of CBS's primetime lineup, uh, NFL sports do they packages. Get, do um, you uh,
3: have to watch commercials though?
1: It depends. There's like a couple different tiers of like I bought the deal with a little bit of ads one, which was like six ninety nine or something. Um, so I think about four times throughout the Picard, I you know I had to deal with like four commercials in a row. Mm-hmm. Um. And then there's like a 10.99 one, I think that's commercial-free. Well, not co- like less commercials. I think you at least get one or something at the beginning and the end of the episode.
0: If you buy CBS, they'll take out the ads completely.
1: If you buy CBS, you get to put your own ads in.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I got to make my own Picard.
1: In this one, and you says, can decide which shows you get made. Yeah, oh, that'd be sweet. Um, Give me the Wharf show. Maybe like
0: bring back Dragnet.
1: Uh, and then you can <laughs> <Do> also <it. laughs> They also have old retro things like. Um, I love Lucy. Um Dick Van Dyke's on there, I believe, too. It's not.
3: It's not? Yeah.
1: I searched for it, it wasn't interesting.
3: It's alright. I own the Blu-rays and they
0: look amazing. Yep. Yeah.
1: But that'd be a good one to have on there. Um Yeah.
0: Beverly Hillbillies on there?
1: I didn't look through all of them. TBC.
0: How but... did I know that? It's weird. It's a weird thing to pull out of my head. Are you yeah, secretly, Secret trivia, the... man? Yeah. <laughs> Are you secretly
1: the biggest Beverly Hillbillies fan on the planet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so movies, I watched. A, uh, Alamo had a rescreening of a 1986 movie called *Hallucinations*, which is very much like one of those uh, like VHS movies, you know that they yeah. probably didn't screen in a theater ever. Um, I forget the name of the brothers, but it's a brother team. They they made this movie of these three brothers that like the mom leaves them home alone for the weekend. And they start just hallucinating, like hmm. uh, like violent stuff happening to each other. Um, Yep, and it's terrible. <laughs> um That about does it. You know, understandably horrible special effects. You know, it's it's like something that's made with a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it looks terrible because it's on beta. <laughs> um <laughs>
3: Like they shot it with cameras that have the video cassettes in them. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. And the acting's horrible. Um. Yeah, it was just not good. <laughs> um, and then I watched... Uh, they had a, a, also had a screening of Drop Dead Fred, which I'd never seen before. Mm. But I watched it because... It's a ha- lot. Huh? That movie's a lot. It feels like a four-hour movie. Yep. <laughs> um, and I watched it because on how This Get Made... You know, they, there's this big dust up between like half the hosts liking it and half the host not liking it. So you're either team Fred or team Sanity. <laughs> um, and so I went to see it to decide what side I would come out on. And at the end of it, I was just like, I wish I didn't do this at all. Because uh, it a shit movie is like I like I appreciate, and it's weird because it has male writers, but it really does address like this woman, um, what's her name, Phoebe Cates, um, dealing with all these toxic relationships in her I life. Fast Times. <laughs> um,
3: but remember it, in Fast Times when she comes out of the pool, <laughs> what? i, mean, I this never heard this you?
0: What? I and mean, keeps cutting to Judge <laughs> in the bathroom. Scene? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah. I remember. <laughs>
1: yeah, she she uses this imaginary friend of hers, Fred, um, who's like a British Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> That's apt, yeah. Yeah, uh, but not funny. <laughs> like really, because his. His persona is her persona at like age six um but it's a grown male doing it um and he's so he's just pretending to like be a juvenile girl um and and trying to somehow help her work through these toxic relationships with her mom who is really overbearing and then her husband who's cheating on her um and she still wants to be with him um so, yeah, for like what seems like four hours that plays out. And um, I was just kind of just ugh, the whole time. It's one
3: of those movies. I can't believe people like it because I don't think it's very well made in the acting in its garbage. And I've only seen it twice. I remember seeing it when I was younger.
1: Yeah, the pacing is really rough. It
3: is. And then you then, you know, you starts got that cult status. You know, like, oh, maybe I misjudged this movie and you watch it again. and You say, nope. This yeah. is a piece of shit.
1: And the trailer had like so much energy into it. Like I had no idea that yeah, those it guys was in the trailer so slow. worked their asses yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, and like sometimes, like and so when she she uh, sneezes, um, he'll like blow away, and it's like the worst, like stretchy compositing. Like I don't know, it was not fun. Um,
3: yeah, so really, drop dead, Fred. <laughs>
1: um, and then uh. uh I've, on Netflix, they have some of the Bond movies. Uh, I remember in high school, like, watching The World Is Not Enough and being like, this is terrible. <laughs> so, so I was like, I'll give it another shot. And was, it, it hasn't aged well at all. It's the, almost like... There's
3: a couple of ones that are good, but that one is
1: not yeah, one of them. Yeah, GoldenEye and, like, Tomorrow Never Dies, but that and yeah. Die Another Day, which is the other one I watched. Um, you know, the Daniel Craig ones, like, are so great because... Yeah. Cena Royale ditched so many of those cartoonish tropes that they built up over, like, 30 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so seeing The World Is Not Enough and Die Another Day leans so heavily into those, like, like so tough. much. Yeah. Like, like, like GoldenEye does, but at least it, like, feels like it works in the story but naturally.
3: F- more fun. And, you know, I always thought in GoldenEye, the 006, like, uh, Double Cross was really cool. The Sean yeah. right? yeah. yeah. uh Yeah.
1: But the gadget stuff, like, his gadgets in those two movies are just so... Like wow, we're really we're really in a Star Trek future, and why don't you just use that more?
0: I'm trying to remember. Is Die Another Day the one where John Cleese is Q at this point? Uh, they're both Q. Yeah, they're both Q. Okay,
1: both of these. Um, I think he might be in Tomorrow Never Dies too, but yeah. uh, what the the original Q's in? Uh, I think he's training uh, John Cleese in uh, Worlds right. Not Enough. You're right, and then Die Another
0: um, Day, Desmond Llewellyn's gone at that point yeah I think or...
1: so I can remember again like I wasn't paying too much attention to it but right.
0: I remember Die Another Day just not like it just I was just kind of blank on it but like I didn't watch a lot of Bond growing up so it was kind of like oh it's this spy thing Yeah, and then Casino Royale kind of got me intrigued by it um, yeah well yeah. it's
3: hard to watch the Daniel Craig ones and go back because the old ones are just I, they're so
1: much more mature yeah it's great
0: I'd yeah. argue that's the the early Conneries are fun and the else, puns, but, oh my
1: god! No, they're really <laughs> I, 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 He's I, good in them, yeah. but some of those stories are, yeah, I don't know.
0: I, I think when it goes, to, I mean, I don't know. It's it. I think they're fine, but like, I prefer the Craig ones just because it's it's keeping up with the sensibility of Bond that I can understand in a current context. Because
1: he also doesn't have a ton of dumb puns that yeah. don't work. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm not a. But he's blonde.
1: And it feels like. <laughs> I don't care. It also feels like the whole like the the was not enough. The whole movie was written around the line uh, "Christmas only comes twice a year," or, <laughs> right? So, yeah. what, whatever that was like they had that pun. Like okay, let's backtrack it. Let's make a movie because <laughs> it'd be great. Call her Christmas Jones. Uh, that that might that, that's why I watched it because I also rewatched Tammy and the T Rex, which also has two new Richards <laughs> in right. it. Um, but I watched the special features and um, great. Yeah the the director, I guess. I also listen to the com- did you listen to the commentary track no. um, it sounds like that screening where they do the commentary tracks is the first time he's actually watched the whole movie because the you know the, the title on the screen is Tanny and the T-Rex yeah. he's like I don't know what happened I didn't approve that
3: <laughs> the, the, he- the best interview on the special features is one of the actors the dude who fights and they grab each other's junk and he talks about how everyone was in danger and he hates everybody <laughs> it's awesome
1: Um, and there's like fires in Calabasas, <laughs> yeah. California so they like bribe the fire department to keep them like uh, shooting and I have to move the set. Um, yeah, um,
3: I always love those interviews uh, when you get Blu-rays when people are
1: completely real. candid. Yeah. Like, uh, one of my punches. favorites is
3: this is no lie is Corey Feldman on Bordello of Blood because he just says no.
1: You know
0: we had a tough time making this movie. And uh, is that the one where he talks about how people didn't want to have lunch with him? Yeah, okay, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, and then the whole movie was made because. He had this producer friend who was like, you know, called him up and said, hey, I have this T-Rex for like three weeks. <laughs> we got to make a movie out of it. I got a million dollars. And then the director was like, OK, I'll write something up. And <laughs> like, clearly this is the first draft. And um, yeah, and then whatever, some other producers uh, like like just kind of took it away from him and cut it to a PG-13.
3: I could not even imagine watching that without like the gore and stuff.
1: Yeah. I didn't. It's it's on there. I didn't yeah, watch it. Yeah, I didn't it yet, watch it either. But... It's also not remastered, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and then uh, the last two things I watched. There's a movie with Clive Owen and Tim Roth called The Song of Names, which is a. It's a nice movie. Is um, it the Chez Ortiz? uh No, it was actually at the Mills. Oh, okay. I think it's at the Sherrytes, but oh, okay. Regal Pass. I went to the Mills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. But Tim Roth is looking for his long lost brother. Um, they grew up in World War II. Um, well, his his adopted brother, uh, who later is Clive Owen, but the movie spans across like their childhood and their adulthood. So Tim Roth is looking for um, this Jewish kid, or Jewish prodigy, or Jewish violin prodigy that they took in uh, during the Holocaust. Um, and like they Butted heads as kids, but also like found an appreciation for each other. And then at some point, um, their dad like went all out for this huge concert to like show off, you know, the violin prodigy's talent. And the night of the performance, he didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tim Roth hasn't seen him since. And he hasn't shown himself anywhere. And so um, Tim Roth, in trying to pursue him in the modern age, uh you, you know you kind of backtrack and find out like why their past diverged and like what happened to them. um and the song of names culminates into uh, uh like a song that uh, the Jews created in the camps to like they would remember everyone's names that went to the chambers hmm. and then they would sing those names and remember them and like add to them so it's like this 5-hour long song um and so clive Owen eventually uh turns it into a like no words it's just music uh through the violin so Hmm. it's a it's a powerful movie but it's not something i'd be like watch this a bunch of times (laughs) (laughs) so interesting yeah i want to check that out and like uh yeah i won't spoil it um and the last thing i watched was perfect blue again is the midnight movie at this week and that's just a great like psychological thriller anime um about stardom and fame and how it can destroy you and make you crazy that's all I watched, <laughs> Zach.
0: I watched virtually nothing but Monty Python Flying Circus this week because I've been busy um, helping out other people on projects. Um, there you go, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you no, know, yeah, but rewatching Flying Circus, it's been fun. I'm like halfway through the entire series because it's only four ten episode seasons, um, but it's it's nice watching those guys still like it, it's it's good to know that the majority of those sketches still hold up all the years later. Um, there's some, as I was saying last week that you just cannot do anymore. Um, so, uh, Ryan's flexing over there. <laughs> there you go. They're <laughs> just did the gun show. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I mean like it, I'm going to be probably just, I'm going to power through all the stuff that Netflix has. My only complaint, as I said last week is that I wish that they were, there were better, uh, quality, uh, transfers available on Netflix for those shows. Cause it's. It's clearly BBC tape that hasn't been remastered, and it's from the Python DVD collection mm. that they put out in the early two thousands. So um, they're coming, yeah, I know. Coming. Uh, but uh, the only other thing I've been doing is kind of listening to old Shadow Radio shows, and there was one that I wanted to bring up to Ryan. Um, Ryan, this this particular episode is called Spider Boy. Uh-oh. Um, so, uh oh. So while weaving cloth in an attic. A lonely boy befriends a giant spider. Soon after, he also tries to romance a girl in the small room, but she screams of shock and runs out of the building when she notices the spider. Uh, the bu- two buddies spin a web of <laughs> deceit, <They laughs> this try to buy the affections of a girl. <laughs> this this loner, uh, it, the power of revenge is transmitted from a spider to this boy and he is able to spin webs and the, the shadow power of revenge the power of revenge it's it's, it's ambiguous 30s uh the mystery stuff it doesn't matter the power of revenge is transmitted from the spider to the boy and he's able to spin webs uh and the shadow embargo lane have to solve the mystery obviously so we know that stan lee develop uh, he he obviously had an appreciation for you know pulpy stuff and then allowed him to create those characters so i imagine that he listened to this show and then thought about it years later and said like well i like the spider part but i don't like the boy part he needs to be somehow older <laughs> and and maybe not a creep who tries to hit on women <laughs> well, I mean, well everybody
3: should hit on women just but th- but not but
0: not yeah not as a <laughs> creep not as a creep <laughs> but yeah spider boy i, I want to send a link to you it's it's cool. pretty interesting it, it's it's far it's one of those things where i'm just like i can't imagine this doesn't have some kind of like influence down the line it can't be the direct influence obviously but i'm just like he gotta have known about this at some point so um but anyway that's all i watched this week
3: uh, i'll catch up because i've been gone for two weeks uh just oh, uh, i did no i just did a few rewatches i rewatched uh terminator dark fate i still think that movie's actually really solid yeah um i had a lot of fun watching it a second time
1: um yeah it's it's just too bad like
3: that it, one should have been terminator 3 i think
1: <laughs> yeah it, it took them so long to get to this point now yeah. they're like nobody cares now yeah
3: because i still think killing john connor is awesome not like actually killing a kid, but I mean like <laughs> advancing the
0: story. Right. I'm like, so glad you cleared that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: but you know, Schwarzenegger's really good in it. I think Mackenzie uh, Davis is really good in it. Um, it's a it's a fun movie. It's a great action movie. The uh, the airplane scene is shot really well.
0: I like know. that it bring um, uh, that it's a it's got some horror element to it yeah. too, which is nice because the the previous Terminator installments to this weren't really leaning into that. Yep. Uh, uh with the
3: announcement of McGruber coming out in the T V series. I rewatch McGruber.
0: That guy's a fucking genius.
3: Oh, dude, I love that
1: movie. It's so So your sweet. wife wasn't home? She was. She <laughs> came
3: home and she looked at me and said, Really? I said, Meh. And uh I just
1: I'm leaving you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> probably. I always just I always love throwaway stuff in those kind of movies. Um when after he kills all his buddies and he's like
2: Tuck... Uh, call
0: 911 because <laughs> they're all dead and blown up. Um, That's why your wife wants to hang out with you. She wants to get you away from McGruber. Probably. Um, but I'll step in here But he's uh,
3: with Powers Booth and he's talking about it. He said, "Has a quite the eulogy." He said, "Thanks. I would have refrained from using the f word so many times." Well, was a fucking great guys. That is a fucking bullshit of a day. But their kids were there. They laughed. <laughs> <laughs> man,
1: Paris Booth's not going to be in that series.
3: <laughs> oh. Yeah, odds. Oh, um, but then when he meets Val Kilmer for the first time, the first time he says, "Yeah, I had this great group of assassins, but I blew them up again." Really? That's what I did too. No, I didn't do that because I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh man, I love that movie. Uh, one day it'll be appreciated as much as I appreciate it.
0: It should be appreciated. It was very <laughs> fucking funny, and I love it.
3: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I really didn't watch that much. I also watched um, Speed again. Um, good job, Ke- Hot Shot. Keanu Reeves. That movie's actually pretty fun. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, at least i not taller. Um, I've never seen or, it. You haven't seen Speed? You mm. oh, should see Speed. It's good. Um You know, the one thing I didn't like about it is the opening credits are like four minutes long and it's just in this elevator shaft. And every time the elevator passes, it's it'll say Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper,
2: Hopper
3: Sandra Bullock. But not just for the actors, it goes through the production staff, <laughs> like the producers and then oh, holy cow. But it's awesome. And Gaffer, <laughs> yeah. executive caterer, <laughs> um, but ADR no, recording services, uh, Jeff Daniels is really good in that movie. Um, it's a pretty silly action movie, but really fun. Um, if you haven't seen it, you should totally check it out. I think it's in the $5 bin at uh, Best Buy. I think that's where I got it.
0: <laughs> I, it's, not, it's just funny that that comes like, you should check it out. I think it's in the $5 bin. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where I got it from. Yeah,
3: um, yeah and uh, the uh, the last thing I watched was last week was Doolittle, which stars Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And I took Kellen. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm going, I don't think I'm the target audience for this. <laughs> yeah. Because.
1: <laughs> I said that as part of my review. Exactly. Yeah, it's
3: it, it's like, it's not like horrible, but it's just there. You know, I felt the same way. I, P- Kellen was begging for me to get the Addams Family on Blu-ray because I took him to see Adams Family. And I felt the same way I'm watching Addams Family. Like, it's not like oh, a bad movie. I'm just not having fun watching it. And, um. And you know when you read about its troubled uh, production, and the whole time I'm thinking, man, Craig Robinson's squirrel seems really out of place here. And I think it's he's the stuff they added after you know the squirrel gets shot, but then he has this uh, Kill Bill yeah, flashback yeah, sequence, yeah, these sequences, and he's just randomly in places. And is this the comedy that they <laughs>
2: added?
1: Yeah, I was saying on the, my review of like it, it seems like they are making a very safe uh, like animal yeah funny no. movie but the directors got really bored making it and they're like god we gotta put something for us in here and so like uh like a lot of the uh animals have like traumatic like phobias and uh yeah uh
0: like the gorilla like a coward kind of element thing yeah, yeah. It, like
1: has a lot of fear like oh god i can't remember there were like these two other ones there were characters like they were talking to each other about their depression or something um and then the 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 mosquito (laughs) like uh you know he gets his heart broken so he wants to like jam his head into a wall like those are you know like a kid wouldn't recognize them but like an adult like those dark elements it feels like yep there's some adults like just just, trying to get their own thing in here
3: even the setup it seems like it doesn't pay off very well um because (laughs) i i love the idea of that Doolittle. everyone thinks he's so eccentric he can't he can't possibly be a real doctor but he you know he knows that the queen's being poisoned so he leaves the stick bug behind to figure it out and i mean i think there's elements there that are really cool and i mean robert down junior his accent's amazing and uh like the everyone's acting is fine it just doesn't come together
1: there also feels like he's in a different movie yeah and then <laughs> cuz he's like there's him in the uh like there's a couple human things but like it feels like a lot of the animal stuff has been like reworked and re-pieced together oh, yeah. from another movie that didn't work but they kept Robert Downey Jr.'s performance the same. Yeah.
0: And then they ADR'd they ADR they ADR oh, like crazy around him. Uh, oh yeah. And, well, I mean it's it reminds me a lot of the Magnificent 7 Here's the goat. you know. <laughs> yeah. And well,
1: there's one shot where like Robert Downey Jr.'s back his to the camera and they ADR'd him. Um, and it just sounds like a totally different voice. Mm.
0: Yeah. And then they keep like for the first 15, 20 minutes, they're cutting around him so that you don't see him on screen. And they're going to other animals. And the ADR is just like, clearly he was in this scene originally. Clearly he was the focus. And then suddenly it shifted around.
3: Yeah, and it, the, I think the disappointing thing for me, like, it's not a horrible movie, um, but it's like it feels like you just Netflix it. It's not a horrible movie, but, you know, the opening, like, animated bit where, you know, and it's talking about his wife dying. I go, oh, this is...
1: I wish that was the whole movie. I said,
3: yeah, because I think the story of him going on an adventure and his wife dying would have been a a great story to tell. But then it doesn't do
1: that. No, and... In that animation style, too.
3: Yeah, it's... sad. Yeah.
1: Missed opportunity. It's all right.
3: I I hope Robert Downey Jr. will be okay after this. (laughs) Yeah, it it was all right. Cut to him counting money. I'll be fine. Yeah. No, I mean, you try and not every movie is going to work, but yeah. you know, again, I mean, Kellen laughed at it, um, but I don't think he had as much fun with that as he did with Star Wars. And um, it's just, it exists and it's not, I wouldn't tell people they need to go out and see it, but if you watch it, I don't think it's going to hurt you. It's just...
1: Mm-hmm. Also, I was looking at the director's other movies, and like one of them, Seriana, yeah. And there is mm-hmm. like another movie like that. And oh, like... there is a
3: great article in the Hollywood Reporter that talks about that mm-hmm. how he was way out of his league, and they tried to get Seth Rogen, but he was too busy to come back and rework it. Mm-hmm. Then they got Adam McKay, yeah. and he was too busy. Um, so yeah,
0: he uh, I mean, this is the guy who co-wrote Traffic, so this is yeah. not this is yeah. not his wheelhouse, and
3: yeah, it's not. But yeah, if they would have, I think the story they were telling at the beginning, if that was the whole movie where his wife dies, would have been awesome. Yeah. Not that his wife is dying, but more emotional, emotional, and him able to just talk their to relationship. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think the idea of him being a veterinarian and helping animals that can talk to him, and it's he can help them because they can talk to him. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool story there. Um, but what yeah. do I know? I'm not a. I don't have 200 million dollars to waste on
0: a little movie. <laughs> yeah, that's another part of this. It's 180 million dollar price tag to reshoot and finally execute this. It's, yeah, it's. it's it doesn't look good for the studio either. Well, there's so. a they're
3: talking about that Susan Downey, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s wife, recognized it really early. Yeah, and that so she's the one who kind of spearheaded trying to fix the movie. And they said that you know Downey he would be down for anything. He they say, hey, we want you to do this. They're, All right, just trying to make it work. And it's it. And they said it wasn't ever like a toxic set. They're just for some reason they couldn't get the movie to work.
0: Yeah,
1: All right, Robert. To fix this movie, we're gonna have a dragon fart on you.
3: Well, I guess, I guess that was his ideas. <laughs> I guess the original one he pulled out, uh, like, a, I don't think you should read the article. It's not bagpipes. It's something way more, uh, like, macabre. I can't remember what it is. Maybe some...
0: Delos? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Skeleton? Skeleton
3: or something. I forget. <laughs> um yeah, it exists. I like Robert Downey Jr. Of course you do. I mean, it's better than uh, some of his movies he made while he was in prison, so, <laughs> you know, there's that. Yep. Uh, this week on Real Nerds, we saw Gretel and Hansel... Ad? should people see gretel and hansel
1: uh i don't know um visually it's an interesting movie because it's like wes anderson made a horror movie yeah
3: because the aspect ratio is not the same
1: aspect ratios it's it's not square but it's also not widescreen yeah. um and everything's i'd say 95 percent of every shot is a person's head in the middle of the frame mm-hmm. uh which is even more than wes anderson but uh i don't know it's it, it kind of got boring because of that for me. Um, and also my screening, I might have to recuse myself. My screening, there was a dude in front of me that just uh, like he was tall. So his head was above the seat and he kept moving it throughout the whole movie. Cause he was like listening to his girlfriend, like whisper to him. So like in the middle of the frame, I just saw this black spot constantly <laughs> just shifting. And eventually like, as soon as I got my check, I moved to a different seat. Um, so I was kind of out of it. But once I got closer to the screen, I settled into it more because eventually towards the end of the movie, there's more stuff going on. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's cool. Cause it also has like a seventies horror vibe, but again, not much going on. Zach.
0: Um, I think you should. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> it's not, I, I, I still need to watch the Netflix one that Osgood Perkins did, but between this and black coats daughter, I think he's on trend for me as somebody that I like watching. Um, With this particular one, I like how he was able to tap into the the, tap into a lot of European horror lore, uh, both visually and also just with the with the tone of the piece. And there's elements of it that remind me of kind of like a gothic horror mixed with some kind of some some early European horror movies from the silent era. So he clearly knows cinematic language and style. And as far as the story, what I found interesting is that it's it's saying a lot of things. I don't know if it executes them all completely, but like, as far as like for a compact hour, 27 minute fairy tale, I think it does the job correctly. So yeah, I would definitely go check it out. And I think Sophia Lewis is fantastic in that. So. Uh, mm.
3: I think you can rent this one. I don't, it's a good movie. I, it's not that it's a bad movie. Um, I don't know if there's any benefits to seeing it on a big screen. Uh, if we're going to do it that way I, I will mention I sent this to Zach But Osgood Perkins Was interviewed And he was talking about How he'd love to make A Friday the 13th And you know what He name he picked for his Fucking movie 13 Yeah I've been saying that For years Because it's a 13th one I just say, call it 13
0: You know what it is Because Osgood Perkins Heard there was a yeah. Well I did pick I did pick his Film as one of my Favorite films
3: From 2016 I think it is Yeah
0: actually You were the one Who turned me on to him and,
1: um, um, Yeah He clearly listens To our podcast
3: Totally um but anyways yeah, uh I'll actually piggyback on what both of you said. I think Brad is right, I think it's shot very interestingly. Um I think it looks really cool. Um it, it is an interesting horror film where it's not really not much is going on. It's more of an atmospheric horror film. Yeah. Uh it's you are you're just living this and it's pretty straightforward from the grim fairy tale. Yeah. Um it it deviates a little bit, but it's it's a it's a fascinating movie. It shot really well. I mean, I think there's only one like scene where it's like, "Oh, that's creepy." But um, um,
1: before I went in, like uh, one of the uh, ticket people recognized me and started talking about how an earlier screening that day, uh, some people left because they thought it was too scary. Really, and I would. I would say this is one of the least scariest movies I've ever seen. Yeah,
3: I, I don't, because I don't think it's meant, I mean, I guess, I think it's supposed to be unsettling. I don't know if scary is the
0: right word. Yeah, it's just atmospheric. I yeah. think thematically it's it it has the potential for unsettling you. But apparently so.
1: some people think it's terrifying. Yeah. They can't finish the whole thing. And, mm-hmm. and
0: you're right, it's atmospheric. Like, yeah. it, it relies heavily on its atmosphere, and I think it executes that yeah. accordingly. It's the whole so. mood.
3: Yeah. Yep. Here's the trailer for Gretel and Hansel.
0: Tell me the fairy tale again. It's too scary, you know, start seeing things that aren't there.
2: You've been turned out of your home. Set out to fend for yourselves with only your clothes and your hides.
0: I'm hungry. I'm hungrier than you are. Because you're a pig.
2: (gasps) Look. It smells of cake.
1: Over that, dear. I'd hate for you to start something you can't stop. Please make your acquaintance. I'm called Gretel, and this
0: rough one here is my brother Hansel. Ouch! There's something wrong here, but it's so pleasant. Where are all the animals? From where does she draw milk?
2: No, I'm coming. This is your power to see what is hidden and to take it. No. 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 We were given the same gift, the same magic. Brother! Brother! What did you do with him? All that is left is to make him.
3: Yeah, the movie is uh, Gretel and Hansel are two kids that are, uh, they're in a famine currently with their mom, and they're a burden on their mother, so she tries to pawn them off to some rich guy, and uh, when that doesn't work because he asks if Gretel is still a virgin, she basically leaves, um, and then yes, I actually, she should, yeah, yeah, and I know, no, I agree, but I actually thought the scene with the mom was creepy. Where, you know, the mom is telling them to leave and how she hates them. and She like,
0: swings that fucking axe. Yeah.
3: Like... Um, but they have a little, uh, uh, I guess, preface where they're talking about uh, the evil girl. Um, and that's the scene I saw about, the creepy one, where she breaks that horse's neck. I'm like, holy mm-hmm. shit. That mm-hmm. uh, I, I got really into the movie. And then it kind of just, uh, I don't know if meandering is the right word, but it just slowly builds to them getting to the witch's house. Um, I don't understand. Is that one dude a zombie that the huntsman killed, or the father? I don't know.
0: Yeah,
1: I forgot about that. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's a drop thread. Um, I feel like with that meandering, we're we're getting to the the movie's very focused on tackling Gretel as a subject, and mm-hmm. and and I think it's pretty interesting to talk about like how she evolves into a person who would uh, who is compelled by a the witcher witchcraft is what they're going towards so this isn't a superhero movie
1: I have a question is she meant to replace the witch I think, I think so, that's yeah. the goal yeah and then but and be nice about it yeah.
0: well yeah that's that's the thing like it's what's interesting is that she's she's tempted by this because of the fact of just like the way women are treated then and like how she buys into it but then learns that she finds that balance within it and then and that's why she overcomes uh, the witch which <laughs> Alice Alice Creege from uh, Sleepwalkers and Star yeah. Trek vs. Content. content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's great in it. Man.
3: Yeah. She's wonderful. Is great. And I love the character design where her fingers are all black. Because mm-hmm.
1: she touches that shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, what was the. I, I didn't get the twist, though, of. So, you, like the whole movie, it seems like the demon girl is her, but she's actually the mom. So they are and the she same She killed pers- the girl?
3: They are the same person. Are they? Yeah. So that's. She wants to be young. So the old lady and the. So in the flashback at
1: the end is like she's the pink coated girl, but uh, her her mom,
0: that's her daughter. The daughter's daughter's evil compels her to embrace the darkness that the masked figure at the beginning gave the little girl to take the illness out. So um, so she's the mom of the little girl. Yeah. And she's driven. So where's the little girl?
3: I don't know. Did they ever answer that? I don't. They know. did not answer that. I think she's just in the forest. I guess because I she thought keeps she something. killed
1: her. Like because she was so. Like There's she no, so, no so she, she killed she her other kids. She, yeah, she, 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 she cooked her other kids.
0: She 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 was compelled and seduced by the dark the darkness that was offered up by what the little girl had.
1: Yeah, and, but
3: but it, but it isn't explained. No, but the old lady and the young lady are the same person.
1: That's what I thought, but now I'm thinking maybe the young lady is her daughter.
3: No, I don't think so.
1: So there's an old one, Anna. Yeah, because she
3: says she has a line where she says, "Oh, to be young again, mm-hmm. uh, when she's young."
1: Yeah, uh, the whole movie, I thought the uh, the bored queen lady was <laughs> the the demon girl grown up, and yeah, she wanted to be young again because uh, she wasn't immortal; she just had powers. Uh, but at the end of the movie, it made it seem like she was her mom the whole time, and she killed her because she was because yeah like uh she was upset that she killed her husband
0: she was but she but and
1: she she drove she drove she drove
0: the girl away me yeah yeah it's not clear
1: i have it. to watch it again Osgood yeah. perkins
3: movies actually do have layers to them because even the black
0: coat's daughter i yeah. watched twice um it's a movie that i would want to see again absolutely yeah no, so, i mean
3: i think if they make a they probably won't if they made a 4k it would look really amazing and then yeah. all the
1: kids walking away at the end are the freed souls of the yeah kids so, she killed yeah because
3: she killed all those kids remember she was that's what she turned the food into yeah it was all their shit um yeah
0: so
1: we're all cannibals deep down guys
3: yeah i guess uh, my my i mean i only had a couple complaints about the film uh, is this a
1: star wars story because it feels like she's being groomed and being a jedi
3: yes it does By the um, dark
1: side? <laughs> I think the the death of the
3: witch was a little lackluster. Um, I, thought, I was hope. I mean, it fits for the the mood of the film, but I was hoping for maybe a bigger showdown. That...
0: So it, I had this thought, and if I'm if I'm crazy, tell me. Which I'm sure you'll just say crazy right away. But um, it was weird because it rem- it's we have a lot of atmospheric horror films from directors like Oz Perkins. This is like one that's like made specifically for like the younger for a younger audience. So it's like it's a weird balance of mature themes that are accessible to somebody younger than an adult. So like and I appreciate that it's like compelled into that fairy tale theme like it's 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 like how I say Fantastic Mr. Fox is a, it's it's Wes Anderson's kid movie because it has all the stuff that Wes Anderson puts into a movie but it's clearly an animated film that a kid could latch onto, theoretically. So uh, what I appreciate about Gretel and Hansel is that it's like it's it's entirely accessible to a wide age range because I believe it's PG-13, it is. I which it is interesting. Be, you know,
3: it, I'd be interested because I think it might be a little too slow-paced for some people. Right. Um, but, right. It, I mean, I think it, it fits the, the film correctly. I don't mind slower-paced films as long, like hostels. I mean, as long as the movie is still driving towards its goal. I don't mm-hmm. mind it being slower paced. Yeah. Um
0: and this one does drive towards its goal. Yeah, like it, yeah, it yeah. does keep you in, invested in what it's slower paced,
3: but again, it's eighty seven minutes. It's not Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it and it has I, I think there's enough uh, there's a lot of good tension scenes. I think the movie relies more on tension than horror oh, sometimes. Yeah, which yeah. I I think that the the scene with the T when she's explaining what that power can be. Yeah. Like
3: she likes the taste. Actually, I really, she says something about liking the taste of poison. Yeah. Uh, as really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think the tension's right. Cause I think you're keep on waiting for something big to happen. Um, that the witch is going to make some horrible decision, but no, he just, she just, is grooming her. It's, it's really fascinating.
0: And I will say, like, I, I mean, I kind of agree that the, the death of the witch is a little lackluster, but, I like the visual of it, except when I can see the CG. Like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of like just the witch burning off to the side with that cage. Yeah, because the the it, first it's...
3: time you meet the young witch, I think the CG's really good. Yeah, where it's the reflection of the blood and she kind of floats up through it. Yeah, that looks great.
0: Yeah, but like I, but like I mean, it's technically it's a lackluster death, but I think it's just the way Perkins shoots it. I'm still like hooked. So yeah,
3: I mean, well, the budget of this movie has to be like five million dollars. Hey, like. I think it might be even lower. But... <laughs> I mean... Uh, and they did well with what they have I mean you, you got you got to make it small and then how you make it small is you keep the setting in like one place yeah and just build on it but yeah the kids are great uh, I mean I think the the lady plays the witch is amazing yeah um,
0: yeah sweet I guess that's it
1: yeah, Um go see it it's fun yeah. there's a the part where the the or Hansel walks out into the forest at night or his sister forces him out there but that's when the <laughs> that's the last time the girl in the pink shows uh, yeah. up Yep. So, and then he shows up in the basement wow. later. So maybe the daughter is still alive and helping her. Yeah, maybe
3: because she says that her daughter is compelling her to do it when she's talking about when she roasted her other kids. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. but the movie starts Talks with about, like you know, talking about, about the daughter and how she's like lonely, so she has yeah. to like. Maybe they're draw intertwined, in. one
0: and the same kind of vibe too. Yeah, yeah, I'm confused. Yep,
3: need to watch it again. Um, next week actually, I'm really excited. We're seeing Birds of Prey in the emancipation of one the, fin,
0: the fantabulous
3: uh, Harley Quinn and the birds of prey yeah, <laughs> that's what we're seeing the fantabulous
1: emancipation, emancipation of one,
3: one Harley. Harley Quinn
0: yeah.
1: yeah it looks fun I yeah,
3: can't uh, wait. yeah I'm going to see it at the Alamo and then I is looking it's in the 40X too so Ooh. I might go see that that'll probably be fun in 40X yeah uh,
0: streamers popping out <laughs>
3: and the people are starting to put some of their like initial reactions everyone's saying it's pretty good hmm. I'm excited yeah awesome so hopefully it looks like Batman and Robin but more fun <laughs> <laughs> Right the neons and the pinks and the blues.
1: And the week after, we've got the nerdies to do.
3: Yeah, that's right. Ooh.
1: So, so, yeah, let's get on that, guys. Yeah, All we'll right.
3: uh, start putting up. The only thing we know is Robert Downey Jr. will be receiving the Lifetime Nerdy Award. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll think of other
0: uh, categories. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>